Miracy. I curate who gets in. I do whatever I can to help members connect and have conversations and get to know each other. And then education, we all need to learn more and more. So I look to try to see how members can learn from each other. Hello, and welcome to Blowing Up, the podcast that shows entrepreneurs like you how other businesses exploded in the best possible way. I'm Linda Claire Puig, the founder and CEO of Six Figure Newsletters, and I'm here with my co-host, Ari Eni, the head of strategy for the ACES Business Acceleration Program at Merisi. Hey there, Linda. In each episode of Blowing Up, we showcase an entrepreneur whose business, yes, blew up. It experienced what seemed to be a sudden success. But as we all know, that kind of success is not random or a fluke. The company employed a specific strategy that caused its rapid rise in revenue. So today we're going to dive into that strategy so that you can learn from it and determine how you might apply elements of it to your business. In this episode, we look at JV partnerships, which can be a wonderful source of big business growth. If you're new to this, what's known as JV or joint venturing is a form of collaboration that gets you in front of other people's audiences with their endorsement. In this conversation, we're going to explore setting up your own community of JV partners. Our guest is Dove Gordon, founder of the Joint Venture Mastermind, otherwise known as JVMM, where high caliber consultants and entrepreneurs meet potential JV partners and contribute to each other's business growth in many different ways. Welcome to Dove, and let's jump right into the conversation. I spent a number of years uh, running around doing consulting for larger companies, and I made the decision that I was going to shift my focus to serve people around the world. Instead of running around locally, I was going to go online. And my question was, how do I find people who are potential clients? What I wanted to do was to do joint ventures because I'd studied joint ventures and I thought to myself, where can I find people like myself who are direct marketing savvy to some degree? And we're interested in uh, growing an audience, building our email list. But I was looking for people who took a long-term perspective, both with their email subscribers as well as their joint venture partners. I was looking for people who respected their audience. I only want to work with people like that. I joined several different online communities. And what I noticed was how every different community was unique. Everyone had its own flavor, its own energy, its own culture. Mm -hmm. I, I remember one of them was largely beginners, people just getting started, but it wasn't necessarily what I was looking for. And another community was largely full of backslapping, everyone telling everyone else how amazing they were. It's like, that's not what I want. I mean, yeah, not, not actually you can only use a little bit of it, but yeah, right. I mean, yeah, I'm looking to grow. I don't need to be told how great I am all the time. Just sometimes. I eventually decided to start my own community. I reached out to five or so people that I'd met online in different places, maybe some courses that I'd been on or a coaching program, I don't even remember. And I said, hey, look, this is what I want to do. Would you want to join? That's what I want to ask you about. So you initially did this to create for yourself a source of traffic, basically, of leads through other people, right? For your business, for your coaching business. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the joint venture partner 
community became your business. I just think that's really interesting. Mm -hmm. So do I. <laughs> For people who are looking to generate more leads, who have a valuable product to sell, and they want to find more people to come and see their product, would you recommend step one, see if there's another community out there? Or would you suggest actually starting to form a community and trying to build that network themselves? Well, obviously there's no one right answer. I would definitely start by looking to see if you could find something that already exists, unless you feel that this is something you really want to do. You know, when I think about it, it's really amazing because they say like the best business is to do something that you would anyway do for free, right? So my business is now something I was doing for free for about eight years or so. So you need to be somebody who really enjoys relationships, who really enjoys connecting to do something like what you're doing. Is that what yeah, I'm hearing? Absolutely. And I think that you also need to be completely comfortable knowing that not everyone's going to be a, a good fit for you. And that's totally fine. I don't have any written rules, really. Just be the kind of person that you'd want to be in a community with. I don't want to be writing up rules and then policing them. I'm not looking to control. I'm looking to facilitate. I'm looking to enable. My job is curation, conversation, education. I curate who gets in. I do whatever I can to help members connect and have conversations and get to know each other. And then education, we all need to learn more and more. So I look to try to see how members can learn from each other. When you're looking for the right people for JVMM, what are you looking for? And have you ever turned anybody away? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I turn people away. Absolutely. I'm looking for a few things. First of all, fundamentally, I'm looking for people who are marketing and selling to small business entrepreneurs, coaches, consultants, uh, agency owners, and so on, similar type businesses. I'm looking for people that that is their target market. That's their audience. I'm looking for people who are building an audience, whether it's an email list, usually that's a primary. It could also be on a podcast. These are things I'm looking for as a starting point. The core promise, let's say, is that we're all marketing and selling to the same types of audiences. We're all open to joint ventures, to cross promotions. No one's obligated to promote anybody. So essentially, it's just an opportunity to know that I've now suddenly have almost 200 and growing pre-screened people. Pre-vetted. Yeah, you know, pre-vetted people. So I could identify 5, 10, 15, 20 people to be my core, and we could do a lot of business over the course of the next few years. And on top of that, I could ask any question I have about running my business or anything else that comes up 24 hours a day, seven days a week. That's usually valuable. I actually think that that curation process, that vetting that you do is a super important part of what you are offering mm -hmm. because you're saving a lot of people time. Yeah. You're letting people know this is a community you can trust. Like there's a level of understanding for all the members in the group that everybody else is at a level of honesty and value and generosity. My point is that if I can't recommend you to my wife, my brother, my kids, my mother, my friends, if I can't recommend you, I can't have you in the group. There's a certain implied endorsement. People are relying on me to that. I'm assuming that generally, if someone were to start a community, they would need to bring in people who are at around the same size that they are. So I'm guessing your community evolved over time to grow in the size of lists, size of business that you allow in based on how the community evolved and how your business evolved. Is that true? Is that correct? Let's say it's mostly true. We have a pretty big range. We have people from low six figures to upper seven and even a few in eight figures. I found that people can support each other even if they're at different levels, but there does have to be a certain basis. There is a line where you have to at least be here and then beyond that, people can make it work. Dove, tell me a little bit about what your experience of 
feeling successful was like? My experience of feeling successful. Well, I'm not like, going to lie. When did it feeling occur comes to you? and goes. You know, it's not like a, it always feels <laughs> successful, right? What stands out is that when I made that decision to switch from free to paid, I was agonizing over that. I was afraid of losing everything. But I felt like it just had to be done. It was the right next step for the group and for myself. I consulted with some of the key members who I felt were key in advance and got their feedback. I had a certain number of people commit quietly. Yeah, I'm in. Did you do a fist pump? Did you go out and celebrate? Like, what did you do to commemorate? Nothing major. I, I mean, I'm not a big party. <laughs> I don't remember. So many of the people that we talked to are like super grounded and super like, yeah, well, it's like I had maybe dinner. we went yeah. to dinner. <laughs> it's exhilarating to some degree, but there's always the next day. You always have to get up and go back to the grind, right? The real success is when you get yourself to do what you need to do, even when you don't feel like it. Then you do a fist pump. Then you do a fist pump and you congratulate yourself. Like, yeah. <laughs> How long did it take for you to create the community and get it to a point where you felt like, okay, it's working and working, not necessarily in that great. You got tons of new people on your list because you promoted people, but more that the community was actually working as a community. It was actually supportive of everyone in it. I think that defining working really makes a big difference. If you have five good people, then it'll work. It'll be way better than what you have with zero. You have to add people slowly over time so that they could become acclimated to what's going on, build relationships. I wouldn't want to add probably more than eight, nine, maybe 10 people in a month. I think that's the key right there, Dove, is relationships. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Relationship, relationship. That's our first value is relationships. Right. And the long-term view of it is what gives you the capacity to grow those relationships. If you join something with the intention of like, what can I get out of it right now? That's not going to be sustainable. Yeah, we're trying to build something term. with that intention. It's also not going to work. Right. It's really similar to any tactic. There's a learning curve, you know. What maybe was surprising for you as you went through the process of growing your community? I think what was surprising is I have a tendency of assuming that other people are way ahead of me, smarter, better at this and that and everything. That's my own personal mental trash. And I still deal with that. But the more I talk to members and get to know people, I realize that everybody is struggling with something. Everybody is falling short of where they want to be, what they want for themselves on some way, in some level. When you really get to know people over time and you listen and you find ways that you can help them, it builds up my own confidence, builds up my own recognition that I have plenty to offer. That's encouraging. And it just gives me that push to, to keep moving and do more. So let's talk. I know personally how powerful it is to develop the kinds of collaborative relationships that Dove talked about. One group that I used to belong to even got together in person once a year, which was a total blast. So I want to wholeheartedly endorse this strategy. And I echo Dove's advice to look first to see if there's an existing JV group that you could join that would meet your partnering intentions. But if not, don't hesitate for a second to create one with your perfect partners. A big reminder though, always make sure that the people you partner with serve a similar audience to you.
thank you again to Dove and be sure to get Dove's free download for you. How to systematically and consistently attract first-rate clients. It's a concise and excellent manual that can save you years of marketing frustration. Dove used to sell this manual for $97, but you can get it for free by going to blowingup.rocks forward slash Dove. That's blowingup.rocks forward slash Dove. And that's D as in dog, O, V as in Victor. This episode of Blowing Up was produced by Linda Claire Puig. Cynthia Lamb is our managing producer and Danny Eaney, our executive producer. Post-production by Post Office Sound. To make sure you catch all the really great episodes of Blowing Up, follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, we'd love it if you could leave us a starred review or share the show with a friend. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time. I certainly am willing to admit what I don't know. I tend to hold my truths lightly. I try not to have, you know, very firm convictions because I recognize that when you move up an organization, your information is limited because you have a greater breadth of responsibility. I'm Sharon Richmond. I'm an executive coach and consultant with more than 30 years experience working with C-level executives. To Lead as Human is the podcast for you if you want to supercharge your leadership by bringing all of yourself into your role. Listen as our guests reveal their hard-won lessons and share their deep humanity. I think the turning point for me was when I realized that I want people to tell me what they think and they're afraid. They were honest to God, afraid to tell me things. It's like, I checked all the damn boxes, but I am so alone and I'm so unhappy. I'm burning myself out. And when I started looking at like, you know, my fears going into the shadows, sharing it with others, the very thing that would be a nightmare for most people in the workplace is the very thing that led me to my dreams. My guests know that the influence they have as top leaders comes with an equal measure of responsibility for all their stakeholders. They not only deliver great results for their customers and investors, they do so by building organizations that provide purpose, meaning, and a healthy work environment for their employees. One of the hallmarks of good leadership is clarity. If there isn't clarity around the goals, that creates confusion, that, that creates chaos. What's the end goal? What are we trying to achieve? And that makes people's jobs more purposeful. And people are clearly enjoying that. People who are making their own decisions, they're significantly more motivated in doing what they're doing. Yeah, I've really seen the maturity and growth of those individuals. And I think that we've now kind of really been able to create a lot of autonomy and give people a lot of freedom to do their best work. So not rocket science, nothing too crazy, but uh, you know, that was definitely a journey. 
I hope you'll join us every other week as we talk with these inspiring leaders and learn from the very human challenges and successes they've experienced on their own leadership journeys. And you asked me questions that I was like, gosh, I'm not sure I know what my values are. So I know they're there, but I'm not sure that they're articulated. So thanks for asking me those questions. They were hard.